The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father. And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. morning. And happy fourth Sunday of Advent. This Advent season, I find myself preaching a lot on kind of entering into this Advent season from a place of desperation. And the uniqueness of this particular Advent season as we, we enter into it, having experienced many of the things that we read about in the scriptures. In many ways, from the March until into the summer, we experienced being in exile in a way, just as the Israelites were in exile. In that time when we weren't celebrating public masses. 
And that was a time of experiencing a kind of longing in our hearts. Or maybe an appreciation for the particular way that our Lord is present among us in the Eucharist. And many, many people would comment on that and, and talk about how much they miss being able to go be with our Lord in the Eucharist. And, and in my own prayer, there was an awareness of our Lord's longing for me and our Lord's longing for each and every one of us to be present among us. And that kind of longing in our hearts is, is what I mean by a place of desperation. Because it's when we realize how much we need him. It's been a year for myself of learning how much I need and appreciate relationships with people. The experience of being celibate during the pandemic is kind of an experience, and it has been an experience of um, like really needing community. And in our idealism, we say something like, well, Father, you're a priest. Like, you have, you're like in communion with Jesus all the time. I'm like, I'm not a saint. And it was a time in which our Lord was just impressing on my own heart that he really was there and that there is a kind of a deeper friendship that, that he desired for me. And he also desired a deeper friendship with brother priests for me. And he has given that. And as we approach the celebration of Christmas, it, it is a celebration of this time when our Lord answers the cry of his people. When God, who created the whole universe, answers the cry of the people. Who have been crying out, Lord, save me. And there's a purification of our hearts, especially when we live in a world where we're not in control of much. To recognize that God is God and we're not which means that we need him. And so we reflect more deeply in this coming week on how he answers that need. And in today's gospel, we hear of this moment in which the angel Gabriel went to the Blessed Virgin Mary 
and how in that moment she must have been overcome with wonder. As the angel greets her and says, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You found favor with God. And Mary, in her own experience, represents the entire people of Israel and the entire people in the church. When she hears those words, you have found favor with God. And it's worth reflecting more deeply on her particular experience because it can be too easy to think Well, Mary wasn't burdened by original sin, and so, of course, she didn't really experience the world the way that we experience it. But in a very real way, because she wasn't burdened by original sin, she experienced everything that we experience even more. It's something I've, I've grown to be much more aware of in these last years, especially in working with and walking with people who have been enslaved to sin for a long time, is that sin kills empathy. Sin kills empathy. When we're caught up in personal sin, it, it isolates us from others, and we, we don't pick up on what's going on with other people. We don't really feel other people's feelings so much. We don't really feel our own feelings very much. Sin always serves a purpose of killing our emotional life. And so because Mary doesn't have the burden of original sin, she has more empathy. And so as she encounters people who are lonely, she experiences their loneliness. As she encounters people who have suffered a loss, she experiences that loss. And so Simeon says to her when she takes Jesus for the presentation, your heart too a sword will pierce because she would experience in herself through that empathy. The suffering of Jesus when he goes and he dies on Calvary. And so we can be sure that Mary, as she looks at each and every one of us and continues to watch over us as our mother, experiences everything that we're experiencing in our heart, that she knows our hearts.
And as she encounters the angel Gabriel, she encounters him from that perspective. As if her heart is continually crying out on behalf of the entire people, Lord, save me. And the angel says, you have found favor with God. That the Lord is answering your need. That you're not forgotten. And so too, in our own lives, we have found favor with God because the Lord continues to answer our need and it's him who wants to answer it. And as we go to our Lord and our own hearts are open and our own hearts are crying out, Lord, save me. That same message is there for us. And when we allow him to do that for us, when we allow him to be the one, it's then that we experience this great joy. It's then that we can rejoice all the more as we celebrate the coming of our Savior because the Lord has heard us and he's answered us. And that's what we are preparing to celebrate at Christmas, the fact that our Lord answered us. Which is an amazing thing, and it should fill us with that same kind of wonder and that same kind of awe. As we recognize that we have been favored by the Lord. And so as we continue to prepare to celebrate the coming of our Lord this Christmas, it can be a good thing in these days to just reflect on like where are the areas in our life that we just need our Lord to save us? Those areas where we feel like they're out of control or we feel uncertain or we're not sure how things are going to go. And just turn to him with open hearts that recognize that he is God and we're not. That he can do everything for us. That he can meet every need. And one of the most concrete ways of doing that is by making a really good confession. You know, every time we go to confession, it's a reminder to us that we need our Lord, that we need his grace, that we need his mercy.
In the first reading, David hears that it's not he who should build a house for the Lord, but the Lord is going to build a house for him. The Lord says to him, you don't need to do anything for me. I'm going to do this for you. When we fall into sin, it's, it's simply a moment in which we try to do things for ourselves that God is supposed to do for us. And so when we go to confession, it's a reminder that I can't do this on my own. I need our Lord. I need a community. I need to be more grateful for the people that our Lord has sent into my life. I need a savior. And so if you haven't gone to confession in a while or you haven't made it yet during Advent, there are extra confession times this evening for about two hours before the last Mass of the day from, I think it's 5.30 to 7.30. I just encourage you to come and, and, and to ask for the grace to have a heart that's completely open to the gift and the favor that our Lord wants to extend to you. And that as we celebrate the incarnation in the coming week, that we come to experience the great joy and the great wonder that Mary herself experienced on this day that she was visited by the angel and overshadowed by the Holy Spirit.